0: Hello, and welcome to the pig edge. My name is Gerard McCutcheon, and this is your monthly podcast for all your pig farming news and advice. In this episode, I'm joined by Chagask Tillage Specialist, Mark Plunkett, who is going to talk today on using pig manure in order to help farmers that use this pig manure, save money and get the best out of the pig manure it very much just starts with uh, taking a soil sample and looking
1: at major nutrients such as pH, P and K. Really the first place to start is getting the pH right and optimizing that pH to a pH of 6.5 for tillage crops and then looking at your P and K requirements and your crop requirements and applying those, nutri- or those nutrients as efficiently as possible during the growing
0: season. And while Mark, I suppose, while we concentrate on tillage farms uh, today in this podcast, it's probably true that a lot of what you say is equally applicable in the, in the grassland situation.
1: Absolutely, Ger, um The very same applies in the grassland situ- situation. It very much starts with getting the soil samples, putting a fertilizer plan together for the farm, and seeing how much um, organic manure you can import on the grassland farm. So I suppose the the main difference is really that um, you must look at the organic end loading on the grassland farm, um, you know, or the animals that that will determine how much organic manure that you can import. The very same will apply on a a tillage farm. Um, Again, we're working to the the 170 kilos of organic end limit. And that again will determine how much organic manure you can bring in on a a tillage farm during the, the growing season.
0: It is often suggested, Mark, that tillage farmers and pig farmers could work together uh, more. Do you think that there is scope for tillage farmers in Ireland to use more pig manure to save themselves some money? Yes, I I think there's a very good opportunity there for tillage
1: farmers um, to control their, their, or reduce their their fertilizer costs. And also, there's an aspect as well, there that we generally don't think about organic manures, and that is that we're bringing in organic matter and carbon into our soils and are very much feeding the biology in the soil, like as well as supplying N, P and K on the chemical side and uh, helping reduce uh, bag fertilizer, that there's a big benefit there to improving soil health by bringing
0: organic manures onto tillage soils. Very good. What value would you say a thousand gallons of pig manure is worth? And is there a chemical uh, fertilizer equivalent to that? Well, if you take a, a, a typical value
1: um, in terms of NPK for pig slurry is at, at 4%, so we're talking a good quality pig slurry, 4% dry matter, um, it's equivalent to a, a bag of a 19,720, and that's 19 units of available nitrogen, 7 units of available P, and 20 units of available pot, uh, potassium. And that's worth 24 euros per thousand gallons. Now that will change depending on fertilizer prices but that's where we are at at the minute. And in terms of equivalent to bag fertilizer in the marketplace that's widely used would be something like a 13,620. So your 19,720 in your pig slurry would be, you know, along the lines of a 13,620 that would be widely used um, on
0: tillage farms here in Ireland. And then if we're going to become a little bit more precise in that, is there any way of assessing the level of nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium uh, that may be in a, in a sample of slurry? Yes, Jerry, um, we've done, done
1: quite a bit of research in this area um, on pig manures and, and tillage crops, and also on the analysis and, and different methods of analysis. But one of the key findings that would have come from the work that that I would have done with Martin Burke up in Arklow. Um, and also inside in Oak Park, is that actually testing the manure is very, very important. In order to use it efficiently, it is important to know what's in the manure. It's like if you buy a bag of fertilizer, you know that it's an 18612 or a 13620 or a 101020. So in the pig manure, we need to know the same. So there is a number of methods there, Ger. Um The slurry hydrometer was developed in Johnstown Castle. Um, it's an on farm tool for testing the dry matter of the slurry. So this is a, it's a, it's a glass uh, piece of apparatus. It's quite fragile and you need to be careful when using it. But if you get a litre or a cylinder container that will take a litre of cattle slurry um, and fill it up and get an, a well agitated sample of slurry and gently lower or drop the slurry hydrometer into the container of pig slurry, you can read off the slurry dry matter. And it's a very closely aligned to the slurries available in p content. They are a low-cost uh, piece of equipment. You can do it on farm. Um, you can also get take a sample and send it off to the laboratory, and it can give you a more accurate reading for its NPK content.
0: And Mark, let's say to follow on from that, over the years you've done a number of demonstration uh, farm um presentations throughout the country to promote the use of pig manure on tillage farms. Could I ask you, what are the most important points that a pig farmer supplying pig slurry to a tillage farmer needs to be aware of?
1: As we just discussed, Jared,
0: very, very important that
1: we know the nutrient content of the pig slurry. So, you know, pig slurry coming from the, the piggery, you know, needs to be of a consistent supply. It's also very, very important that it's well agitated and mixed up before application. What I would see is very important that it's applied evenly um, and plowed in rapidly um, after application to reduce nitrogen loss. And again, for somebody starting out and maybe want to explore taking peak story onto their tillage farm, I would encourage you to apply somewhere in the region of about 1500 to 2000 gallons per acre. And, um, you know, in terms of it supplying NPK and replacing bag fertilizer um, for
0: for your crop, what proportion of the total nitrogen, uh, phosphorus, and potassium do you think they, a farmer, a tillage farmer, could save using pig slurry on on a crop such as, say, spring barley? Well, if you take spring
1: barley, Jerry. You could replace somewhere in the region of about thirty to forty percent of the crop's nitrogen requirement, and also you could replace um, somewhere in the region of fifty to sixty percent of the crop's P and K requirement. So you you know you, you could supply you know a proportion anywhere from a third to half of the crop's NPK requirement uh, with the, the pig slurry um, and then you would balance the, the crop's remaining requirement up with a you know a suitable fertilizer something like a, a 15, 320 or a 13, 620, depending on the soil fertility status, depending on what's in your in your fertilizer plan for that part
0: of your farm. Mark, if there there are a number of tillage farmers listening to this podcast, um, how should they sort of uh, begin the process of using pig slurry on their farm? Well, I I think it very much starts with, um, I suppose,
1: looking at your locality, seeing is there a readily available supply, um, talking to your your advisor or your consultant, and looking at the soil test results, um, looking at the crops on your farm, and, and looking, you know, what is their requirement? And again, I suppose it's to develop that relationship with a, a pig farmer and to see how can that pig slurry then um, be made available
0: or, or become available on your farm. So it's the type of thing, really, that they would they would use some first year and learn from that experience, rather than going out and using a huge amount of it and and uh, trying to save money, let's say, instantly at such. Yes, yes,
1: I I, I think, Jar, maybe look to maybe pick a field or two on the farm, or maybe even split a field half and half. Maybe do your standard practice on one side of the field, and then um, you know apply as as we were saying, fifteen hundred to two thousand gallons of pig slurry, uh, plow it in rapidly to to save the nitrogen and then ma- make the adjustment in terms of the bag fertilizer and again work with your advisor um, on you know in terms of you know the most suitable fertilizer then um, and when to apply that fertilizer um, to ensure that the crop has sufficient levels of nutrients in in the early stages of development very good
0: from uh, you mentioned mark soil carbon earlier on and um, if you were using say 5,500 gallons of uh, pig slurry per hectare or 25 cubic metres of slurry per hectare, what level of soil carbon uh, would you be adding to the soil approximately? And and, uh, what's the advantage of of, uh, doing that, may I ask
1: you? Okay, Jar, if you you take um, 2,500 gallons per acre or 25 cubic metres per hectare, we're adding approximately 0.4 of a tonne of carbon And there's about 20% of that carbon gets retained in the soil. And its role in the soil is very much feeding the biology or the biological uh, function in the soil. So it feeds the microbes, um, the fungi, the earthworms, and they break that down and produce something that we call humus. And it contains a very available form of NP and K. Also, that. humus and that organic matter, it's very much like the soil glue. It actually glues the soil particles together. So you get bigger and larger, more stable aggregates. So those soils will be more resistant to soil compaction and also, they'll be more resistant to say, if you got a, a drought like as we've had in, in you know over the last number of seasons there in two thousand and eighteen, and also in twenty twenty, that that organic matter or that humus in the soil will supply nutrients, and it'll also supply moisture. So it gives your crops that little bit more resilience, um, from a from a soil compaction point of view, and also then if we get some extremes during the growing season. So yes, I would see a big benefit to bringing that organic matter or that carbon in on continuous tillage soils to feed that biology, which will also help structure and the resilience
0: um, of our soils going forward. Very good, Mark, because it's an area, I suppose, it's probably overlooked. Um, and, and when we talk about fertilising farms, we, do, we don't talk about about carbons uh, very often. Mark, if I can change direction a little bit, would you mind talking a little on the low emission spreading equipment or LESS equipment as we, as we now uh, talk about? What's the benefit of using this type of equip- equipment to spread organic fertilisers such as pig manure? One of the biggest benefits, there is is
1: that it reduces the loss of nitrogen at the time of application. So if you take a, a trailing shoe or a band spreader, It places the slurry very close to the soil in a narrow band, so it reduces its surface area. So that reduces the loss of volatilization um, directly after after application. Um, You also get a more precise application of the nutrients across the the spread width. Um, And also it probably reduces the, um, I suppose, the, the speed to plow in slurry compared to a, a splash plate, splash plate um, type operation. It also reduces odor and smells. So again, it's a very, um, it's more friendly way or a more efficient way of, a, of applying slurry. But uh, what the big benefit is, is that it reduces the loss of nitrogen
0: during and after application. Very good. And a band spread mark is, is for one of these uh, new sort of low emissions spreading uh, equipment types, how much will the band spreader give you in in terms of nutrient return versus a conventional splash plate? The the research
1: on on cattle slurry would would show about uh, three units per thousand gallons. Um, I'd imagine for pig slurry you could be talking maybe four to five units per thousand gallons as the pig slurry is is a lower dry matter slurry and it moves into the soil quickly. So you know, there's a big benefit there in capturing or retaining more of that nitrogen um, that crops can utilize during the growing season. And therefore, we are more confident in reducing our chemical
0: nitrogen on that crop. And in in a grassland situation, if we change to there, would you see an advantage, Mark, to using the trailing shoe over the band spreader?
1: I suppose the the big difference there between the trailing shoe and the band spreader um, is that you know, that the trailing shoe is is placed in the slurry, you know, you know, basically a splitting the grass canopy and putting the slurry very, very close to the soil. So I suppose the, the big benefit would be if you're applying say slurry onto maybe say after first cut silage for example, that the trailing shoe will be that little bit ahead of the, the band spreader because the band spreader is up, up from the ground and it's dropping the slurry down onto the soil. So, you, you know, in that situation, you may see maybe a, a unit or two per thousand gallons of a benefit for the trailing shoe. But if you had a grass canopy or a grass cover, you'll probably see little difference between the band spreader and the trailing shoe as the canopy will give some protection or, or it will reduce that loss of ammonia directly after application.
0: Then this the let's say I suppose one we'll last question mark in terms of ammonia emissions and losses uh, you mentioned them there in, in, in your response how how important let's say is it um, how important is this type of equipment in reducing ammonia losses and have you a general comment on the ammonia losses from agriculture
1: well Jarrah I suppose it it's one of the key technologies in, in like agriculture produces ninety eight percent of the ammonia. And um, it is one of the key technologies in, in Irish farmers um, reducing or, or, um, reducing ammonia losses from slurry
0: um, uh, during and after application. So it, it really is something we're going to see and hear a lot more of. And it's going to become really the new norm I would expect in terms of how slurry is spread over the years to come.
1: I think so, Jarrah. I think it's, a, it's um, definitely a big step forward um, in the whole area of slurry application and again, retaining more of that nitrogen. This is how we make the, the cost savings in terms of nitrogen fertilizer. And it also gives us more confidence uh, to make those
0: adjustments during the growing season. So it's an environmental uh, solution and it's also, let's say, cost-effective or, or certainly is giving you a return on, on using this type of equipment. Correct. Mark, listen, I'd like to say thank you very much for uh, taking time to talk to us today. No, no problem, Jer, and thank you very much. That's all for this episode of The Pig Edge. And my thanks to Mark Plunkett for joining me on the show today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss a show. And for more farming information, go to Chagask.ie. I'm Gerard McCutcheon. Thanks for listening. And The Pig Edge will be back next month with more pig farming news and advice.